Hey, this is Robert Rustler, known as the Rusty Dog, also known as the Bad Boy of Architecture. Some people also refer to me as the guy that threw his grandma down a flight of stairs. You're listening to Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that believes everyone deserves at least one good scare tis halloween my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're looking forward to all the upcoming thrills and chills as we take stock of the movies and events upcoming at screenland armor in october with our annual shocktober preview sweet and whether you've been asked out by a Ben Tramer type or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your six times hole. <laughs> and you can see us posting six times out on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, not X, at Nightmare Junk. Right. And on both Blue Sky and Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and all month long shenanigans. And as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, September 29th, if you find yourself in the Kansas City area, head on over to screenland.com where they will have your all month shenanigans, all month long shenanigans yeah. taken in, indoors, outdoors, and possibly virtually. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way it is. Good Lord. But more importantly, head over to the Friday Night Fright tab and... The episode, the day this episode is releasing, mm-hmm. the Friday Night Fright that is closing out September mm-hmm. is going to add, no, not that one, not that one, oh, oh, oh. not that, that's, that's October, that's oh, okay. October. That's right, that's right, this one right. is not going to give you such glee, I would say, or... Oh, nothing's going to give me as glee as that next one, but... But we'll just simply ask, are you ready to play a game? Oh, you want to play a game? I'm looking forward. I haven't you? seen the OG Saw in a long time well, and also, I love it you also mentioned that you've seen like parts 2 through, through 10 yeah in, in the, the theater, theater except for the OG so, so now I'm right complete. exactly exactly one big spiral <laughs> I am looking forward to this one and again as we mentioned before more of a procedural less torture porn seriously go at it you're playing oh I don't want to see Saw it's torture porn no it is a horror crime thing thriller it is rad that's it's a violent it's violent csi and another thing that is rad are the other repertory screenings that are happening on the weekend of the 29th and one that is making kind of its national tour but it's one that technically it's an i've seen that uh, we're talking is i believe jonathan demi's stop making sense that's a good movie <clears throat> that's and a I, fun one it, that's they tell you the time okay oh boy side tangent this is the Alamo days, right? I was hosting a Stop Making Sense movie party, right? I gave everybody inflatable toys and shit so they can play and sing along. And this guy was like, oh, this guy was like, um, can you please keep it down? I'm trying to enjoy the movie. And I'm like, we are enjoying the movie. Did you not hear my five minute spiel about sing, dance, have fun? And so I'm like, and you're telling me the loudest motherfucker in the room to stop singing? And I was like, um, any other kind of screening. 
That's we, of course. It's of, of course. course we'll be quiet. But, but when you're going to, but no. Stop making sense is rad. Even the talking heads have curmudgeonly fans, as it turns out. I so love, I love the talking heads. They were kind of ahead of their time. Now, on October 3rd, and it's playing specifically on October 3rd for a reason, and it's one that I have not seen theatrically in quite some time, and one that I'm curious to see how it plays. Uh, but when's the last time you see uh, you saw Mean Girls? Ooh, it's a couple of years ago, at least... I really enjoy that. I saw in that theater. It's it's a lot it's, of fun. Yeah, we're going to make Fetch happen. If Fetch will happen. Now, on Saturday the 30th, the latest outdoor screening, and this is another one that I think was way ahead of its time and I think is definitely finding an audience, and maybe it's through Post-it notes or what have you, but uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, Ramon. Oh, Ramon. Oh, Ramon. Explore me. <laughs> <laughs> that is that movie's so funny. It's legit funny. I have to go. My shoes filling up with blood. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. It's definitely underrated, and I hope it brings out a crowd. Uh, now, speaking of outdoors <clears throat> and a crowd, I do believe then that on that Saturday as well. Yes, Saturday, September thirtieth, at the Twin Drive-In Independence, Kansas City Horror Club presents the OG Tremors and the OG Friday the Thirteenth. Two Kevin Macon movies, so we're having our double bacon with cheese. Ten dollars a car load, forty vendors, clown card that shit up. <laughs> Doors or gate tickets can be bought at the door. They will open at four. I have a strong feeling the drive-in's gonna sell out. So please come by early, check out the vendors, stay long, have fun. And if you're like a certain co-host of mine, Something fun to do would be to play along oh. <laughs> by listening, diving into our Patreon accounts and listening to the <laughs> shameless plug, listening to the commentaries that we put for Tremors and the OG Friday the 13th to enhance your drive-in experience. I've done it before with Night of the Creeps, uh, multiple ones actually. Now that being said, do we know the order? At this Tremors point? first. Tremors first, a little bit more family friendly into the American Jallo. That's really rad. That's mm-hmm. really rad. So we hope to see you out there uh, at Screenland or the Kansas City Horror Club at the drive-in. Uh, joining. Can say hey. The, yeah, and I, honestly, I'm bringing Charlie out. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, she, Jesus Christ. Oh, she Charlie's loves, so cute. Now, she also loves a certain Count Dracula as well, and I need to make sure they get a play date sometime soon. Uh, but if we are talking film family. A bellies. <laughs> we also have our own little film family gathering at Patreon. And as this is... Technically, the last Friday of Sharktember, mm-hmm. going into Shocktober, mm-hmm. very specifically saying very that. specifically. Good lord, <laughs> getting my eyes crossed there. I wanted to go out with a bang, right? Because every Friday, I've been watching a new shark as shark exploitation kind of film. What'd you watch? I went to the waters of Italy, Ooh. and I took in Killer Crocodile for the okay. first time. It made an impression. Killer Crocodile is the name of the movie. It is the name of the movie. It's okay. te- technically the genre, but the name of the movie. But imagine. Uh, the the Scooby Doo gang mm-hmm. heading to the swamps and interacting with uh, people that are dumping toxic waste, and then they you know and then Scooby has to get involved with a mutant crocodile, old mutant Carruthers, <laughs> and it's it's Italian. Oh, so old mutant, old bastardo, bastard! I can see like bastard Scoob, bastard, <laughs> and it's early 1980s as well. So maybe I should go. Rostered! 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 <laughs> 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 I 
always forget about your cast of characters that you truly do have in your little quiver there. It's perfect. But no, that's uh, I've seen seen a lot this Shark Timber on that particular feed, be it the Shark Hunter, Mako, Jaws of Death. See, now you're a little more ready to transverse the shitty waters. Yeah. The murky, the no swim, the ones that say no swimming. I'm more experienced at the swimming. I'm more experienced at the diving. I'm ready to go into the shark cage at mm-hmm. this point with some of the shark timber flicks, which we will be delving into next year. Greg goes into the cage. Kate goes in the water. Shark's in the water. Our shitty shark. <laughs> so to have access to that and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead. And actually, we have a lot that came out in September, and we have a lot coming out in October oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Truly loaded. October's going to be the shit. Well, October is always, always the, the shit. shit. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's become the shit, not only because we always start early October, end of September with the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It's the gateway into the, kickoff. the spooky season where the normies are coming out. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, uh, the normies have a wonderful place to kind of explore a variety of horror. And that is because, obviously, we, we talk every week here, Screenland mm-hmm. Armor. But we've also been lucky enough to have a good relationship with Screenland Armor to the point where I don't know if it's the pictures we have, but he always agrees to come back somehow. And you know our guest not only because he wears multiple hats, he is a filmmaker, he is the co-founder of the Panic Film Festival, he is the co-owner of Screenland Armor. Uh, he's practically kind of an unofficial, like, if we had the five-timers club... Oh, yeah, he'd be on He's there. a 15-timer at yeah. this point. Uh, please welcome back Adam Roberts. Here I am, guys. Thanks for having me. And I can't believe it's another October. I'm ready for it, man. I mean, I am ready. It actually feels this time, unlike, unlike maybe last year, this one feels like it's taken a long time to get here. Yes, it seems like it's taken a minute to be October, but I am so ready. And I am so ready for October. Because the line is fucking stuck! Well, and that's what I'm very thankful for, is that you, to your heart and core, are a horror fan, mm-hmm. which is why I think... Panic Fest plays so well, which is why we have a regular horror series and screening here at Screenland. You know, you explore outside of genre. We were just talking artsy fartsy films uh, at you know these highfalutin film festivals, mm-hmm. but you love horror, and that is like your sweet spot. Yeah, and yeah. this is technically now the twelfth year. That's what they say. Could be thirteen. I uh, listen. It was so you can count on your fingers. I guess it was the first thing I did the, when we took over the theater in twenty twelve. So would that be the thirteenth year? This might be the thirteenth year. Twenty twelve. This this would be eleven. This would be eleven. Is you sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, you count the first one. Okay, we'll so 12, 12, 13, 14, 15, 12. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 23, 12! Yeah. 12 is the number. It's the magic number. The mm-hmm. magic number. I know, because you always forget to count the first year, right? Right. So you're like, oh, well, if you just did it plus 11, but then you forget the oh, the zero year. Right? Yes. So That is very true. You're 12 years in at this point. That is 12 years of programmer's remorse. Probably there's some, like, whales out there that you're trying to get in. Uh, I mean, there's always, like, ones that I'm like, man, I wish I could show that. Well, uh, or Or there's, like... You know, like, do we show it too much? There's also that, like, and then it's, but then there is a balance because, like, this is the time of year where 
everybody wants to see, see mm-hmm. things on the big screen. That's why we do 31 days. Uh, because, like, even if it's something like Halloween, you know, where they, that may play at multiple theaters, we could show it and people are happy and they want to see it on the th- theater. But then maybe on November 1st, they're like, no more horror movies. It's time for Chris. <laughs> or, or, you know, this is the time. This is the exception where they will cram them in and... and and, uh, you know, for classics, most of these are classics. Like, people will revisit yearly some titles. Like, oh. uh, you know, House or House Who is one that we've now played, I think, the last five or six years um, every year because it gets a huge crowd. And yeah. pe- and every year it's a different crowd, and people yes. want to see that. It's also not a movie. You know, there, a lot of these are, like, if I replicate them, uh, they're ones that, like, people won't watch at home. You know, and that's one of them. I think this year there's a, a handful, actually, that are, like, they're not the obvious titles, but they're uh, but they're maybe not as easy to watch at home, but they're well worth the watch in the theater. Um, but yeah, I will tell you one of my more memorable screenings was seeing Carnival of Souls for the first time. I was in theater two, mm-hmm. and there's a moment where one of the the, the the guys in the apartment, the one that's pestering her all the time, the ghoul. Not even no, not the ghoul, the normal guy actually. Oh, but there was a lady in our 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 audience that just kept getting more aggravated. By his pestering, mm-hmm. and she started actually kind of reacting viscerally and audibly, and her boyfriend had to calm her down. And she's like, "I'm sorry, folks." And we're like, "It's okay," but I was like, I, "I get it." But that's also another film, the local ties, yeah, and phenomenal to see. And I think more and more people are discovering it. And that's the biggest thing for me with Shocktober are those those discoveries. It's again seeing my favorites in the theater, but also seeing a first time movie, seeing a movie for the first time. But there's sure. also something that, that Adam mentioned that we always like preach on the show is about the movie going experience it's something it's one thing to watch a horror movie at your house in the comfort of your own home but it's another thing mm. when you're out and about either it adds a little bit more fear like oh shit i gotta go home in the dark after this <laughs> or it's just this whole communal experience that yeah. just adds so much more to the fun for example you can watch Sleepaway camp at the at your home by yourself but watching it with the crowd is a total different animal and it's a better more violent animal and it's it just enhances. That's the one thing I like about Shocktober, seeing all these cool like rep screenings and stuff. And one thing we do at Friday Night Frights is just that whole experience of watching these movies that we've seen some of us either a million times, some yeah, of us th- right, or some of us like for the first time. But just to get that visceral reaction, mm-hmm. it's glorious. It's glorious. And to be able to do it then for all of the days of October, <laughs> that in and of itself is tough because. You just can't play whatever you want. There are a number I mean, of things that go into yeah, this. Yeah, you, yeah. There, I mean, it is tricky because there is like you, you could play it like cool and just play like your favorites, and but there is like a, trying to make sure there's a little bit of something for everybody, mm-hmm. especially like the people that come to everything that maybe come to Friday Night Frights and also do Panic Fest and do Shocktober every year. Yep. The, the 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 tried and true horror fans that might not go see Exorcist or something, you know, one of the obvious ones that are looking for the deep cuts this time of year. But also, like, you know, there it, it, there is still something of, like, every – it's, like, I don't know. I could show – again, like, Halloween's one. Uh, I, I don't want to, like – if we're, we're going to go through a lot of the lists, I don't want to, like, yeah. spoil all of them. But, like, Halloween's yeah. an easy one. Like, I could show that. And even me, like, every year, I could, it's so rewatchable because the experience is so different every year. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, and, and it's, like, it, very few movies are as rewatchable as that. And, 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 like, The Exorcist is, like, it's a classic film that a lot of people haven't seen still. So, like – there, that's an, I've seen that for a lot of people, even though we, I think we almost show it every year, almost every year. And I think there's because anything that goes past the 2000s beyond that is considered an old movie. Yeah. And there's an entire I mean, generation now plus that's old. Yeah. Well, and, which is. And on to that, you, 
no matter what classics you're showing and how many times that many people see it, somebody is going to be seeing it for the very <laughs> first yeah, time. Oh, you know, always, yeah. and that's the one thing you have all these old classics that cater to the horror fans that we've seen like a million times. Yeah, but watch it again, and then you have ones that are like, oh, I've never seen that. I want to see that. Check oh, that off. Yeah, because that's the great thing. You have stuff for kids. You have kid friendly yeah, right. horror movies. Which is always a good thing to get the get the children into the cult, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. we did, we brought our outdoor series back into October this year, and I was like, well, I'm gonna play all the stuff for families this yep. year. Um, so in the years past, I did like fifty fifty. This year, I'm like, I'm gonna go all families. Well, I guess it depends on how you look at Young Frankenstein, but it is certainly eligible for uh, kid friendly, whether yeah. they like mm-hmm. it or not. It is a PG film. Uh, and then, if, you know, the, the the weirdest one is that we're showing Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest uh, Scared Stupid is great. It is a proper fun movie. And I, it's a movie that, like, I don't know, do kids still know what that is? But, like, if no kids come, but a lot of people, like, our age now have kids, have kids that are, oh, in their, the, that are 8 to 10 or 12. And yeah. that's, like, the perfect time to throw a kid Ernest Scared Stupid. Because the, the Ernest himself might not get the kid interested if he goes to camp yeah. or jail. They don't care. But if you put him against a monster. That monster. Okay. Oh a cool-looking monster. Oh a Kyoto Brother Kyoto monster. Kyoto Brothers monster. Yeah. yeah they're going to be like, great. oh, what is this? And that would get him into camp. Into yeah. Saves Christmas. Into jail. Well, so. that's... Shocktober is for everyone. Exactly. Like it's like Wu-Tang. It's for the children. <laughs> and kudos, then, in terms of thinking about that regarding the programming. Because I mean, it could be... Just to rest on your laurels, go with low-hanging fruit, and it works, but why not put a little bit of yourself into the programming and think about others? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I now I keep, like, a running tally of what we have every year. So I, I at least have, like, the last three or four years of, like, what Shocktober is. Yeah. Uh, maybe I have longer. At least I have three or four because I so I consult. I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't done it in two years. Because especially, like, pandemic time, like, the last three or four years, like, the, the amount of titles we play. And then also Friday Night Frights, you know, so we have – 52 other movies we play a year and then we have panic fest so we we're all, and then and then sometimes we play hor- horror films outside of yeah. Friday Night Frights. it's celebrated here so it, yeah certainly and and it is so sometimes i'm like did we just play that it, everything kind of bleeds together and you're like oh i actually haven't played that in three years mm-hmm. but it feels like yesterday yeah well, there's this that steady circulation because yeah. we were talking about oh yeah we hosted that movie did we did we when, hold when on we, wait when did we host that movie no that was about that was three years ago Phantom damn hosting okay. gigs it's yeah. very real well that's because ideally though because at screenland there is the steady stream of horror mm-hmm. and that's because it is loved and celebrated by not only everyone here at screenland but in kansas city is general yeah something kansas we've city established is a town. they love their horror and yeah thank you then for catering to those that love the horror because hey listen, 12 years ago when I took the theater over, I, uh, by the old guard uh, running the independent cinemas around the city at the time, they were like, so horror is what you're going to do. Because like, we took it over September 2012, so and we had a meeting of like, I met like all the people. A lot of them are no longer exist and, or have retired or, or no longer work at the theaters, whatever, whatever the case. But it was like 10 of us, and I was at the time, I think I was 26, and uh, they were like, so horror is what you're gonna you're gonna try, huh? You're re- really gonna bank it all on, on horror? And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna bank it all on horror. There's gonna be some weird shit I show too, uh, but I'm certainly gonna go to the things I like. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't own a restaurant and and serve a bunch of dishes I don't believe in. Right. I mean, there certainly there are things that I show that aren't exactly in my bag, but but like building the foundation and like the initial, especially that first year, it was like all the things I really liked the most and like things I had never seen on the big screen. Uh, but there was like a joke that was like, you're really going to bank on this horror, you know, and they weren't wrong. You know, 2012, like we were like deep in the 
found footage and remakes time. Like there was no A24 quite yet. Uh, like horror hadn't quite exploded, but certainly now in 2023, you know, horror, uh, you know, the last couple of years rules the box office in, in all ways, sh- shapes and forms, you know, uh, like right today, three weeks in a row, the the Nun two, uh, like a movie that's it's fine, uh, but it's it's king of the box office yeah. for three weeks. Yeah, you know, like it, there's like a steady flow of really good quality horror films going to theaters, and people, uh, you know, they're, they're the partly the most successful films, and that's you know, th- there's always been the joke of like, oh, just make a horror movie, you'll make your money back. Right. But but that like the '90s kind of ruined that because of that phrase, I think. And we had a really bad year, decade plus, you know, of mostly shitty movies. And then we had, a, we'll just remake it for English audiences and it'll do okay. And then the found footage, you know, stuff. And, and then, and so like, really, it was kind of risky twelve years ago, especially showing old films like repertory. Oh, sure, I think it's come back around. I don't know if it has na- nationally, but. Um, you know, we spent 12 years building up repertory audience here yeah. and it's not, oh, yeah. some, it's not something that's like successful overnight. It takes a while and it takes a, a lot of losing money on a lot of movies. Uh, but then you find an audience and then the, the audience tells people and then they grow. And then, you know, Sharktober, fortunately is 12 years going strong. Uh, but it is like, I don't know if I've ever had a lineup where I was like, that's, that was a turd. Uh, but it is, it is kind of crazy. <laughs> To think like doing it for for twelve years, I've been programming thirty one movies a year, and sometimes we get lucky, and there's like five new ones that come out, and those can fill some gaps. Um, but there's been like, I mean, I think especially in those like maybe the middle years, there was when we were doing Tapcade and Armor, oh, and Armor we would yeah. have like fifty plus movies, we were yeah, sixty plus. I don't know. Um, and then this year is, I think, the biggest year probably since Tapcade, since like 2019, probably. With all the triple because features, the double features. Doubles, triples, outside theaters. Yeah. You know, like a couple screens downstairs. Like we have so much stuff. Um, and there's a couple new movies that help, you know, kind of bolster that a little that. bit. And, and so you're just like, I think we have like 40 something. There's 40 something in there. And you're just like, that's a lot of movies. So I'd like to think if you're theater. a horror yeah. fan in the Kansas City area, there will be something for you. There will be blood. <laughs> it will be flowing. Let's go ahead and start then, because kicking off the Sunday, this episode is releasing October 1st, and a movie that technically celebrating its 50th anniversary, but also, sadly, a memorial screening as well, as you're going to be taking in The OG Exorcist, directed by William Friedkin. And honestly, this is kind of a nice gateway, because then, is it the following week? Couple days later, yeah. A couple days later, Exorcist. The new one comes beginnings? out. Yeah. Beginnings? Is that Believer. What it is? Believer. Okay. Believer. I, I'm going in with lower expectations with Believer. Uh, I think this is the perfect franchise for David Gordon Green to do. More so than the Halloween series? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, for me, like Exorcist, we all love the first Exorcist. It's, I know everyone has different feelings on two and three, and then the, you know, the last couple, the uh, Dominion and the beginning. Um, but we all recognize the first one is is through and through good. And I think this other one, I know people have loves and hates and whatever. But generally, like anything after the first one, unlike other quote unquote franchises, they don't really like they're not really like celebrated and talked about. I know I know there's love for three out there. Three gets some love, and I know some people like the second one even. Um, but like after the first one, like it's a, it's like barely a franchise kind of. Yeah. So it's, he has the, and it's not as beloved, right? There's no like continual characters. Like three is. All new characters, right? I guess like the demon maybe is actually present no. Multiple. Technically, there's carryover from the first one on the third one. Karis, but is it's there. yeah, but it, but there's but just like but a minimal. It's minimal, right? Yeah, and it's not it's, it's not, not like, like Freddy or Michael, and, yeah, yeah or, or like any of that stuff. It's a little lower stakes because because the first one was like so. 
its own kind of thing. It doesn't feel well, like a franchisable thing. No, and I not think at all. I think he could, you know, like the best. I think the things we all like the most in the Halloween films, because I know they're mixed bag for a lot of people, um, are are the, like the weirder like character swings. And I think bringing in mostly all new characters in this is going to be very good for him. He doesn't. Sure. He's not tied to a Laurie Strode as his main character. He's not tied to Michael Myers as his main character. Yes, we know Ellen Burson's in this, but I don't think she's going to be a main character. Maybe she will uh, in some well, way, shape, or form. Well, but down the line, because I know there's three of them yeah. coming out. Yeah, which like, maybe also like a like, Tangia uh, type thing. She's an advisor. Yeah. You know. Fair. And I'll be honest. The first time I saw the trailer was in theater one. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was initially. I thought it was like, is this some sort of alien invasion flick? And then the, the little first three notes of the theme kicked in. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. The goosebumps kicked in. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. I think, I think it does look – it it looks good because it look. I think it's a franchise he can only – he's not going to be beholden to any of those things that have come before it or or, or feelings, right? You we're, really we're, only have that first film that you have to go off of. And, and how many times has that been ripped apart, you know, over the last 50 years? People want – like – when they make extra, that's the hardest thing yeah. I think with an Exorcist film is you have to do something different, and it's really hard to get something different in there that, that doesn't feel like you're just rehashing. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think he's, it, 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 it appears he's like, well, what if like David Cronenberg made the Exorcist? That's kind of what it looks like. Give me a brood esque Exorcist, I'm all in it. Uh, I'm which all I, in so it. I'm 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 excited, but like Exorcist is not like a top franchise for me, so I think it only has the ability to go up for me. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think the Exorcist fan base is a lot better than the Halloween fan base and just not as so more many tolerable, toxic you yeah. know, fan, fans yeah. out there. But the OG one still, I think, holds packs a punch, especially if you grew up Catholic, if you are Catholic, if you are religious, it definitely. And also, I would also assume if you're a parent now, you know, the, it plays a lot different on that side. Yeah. So. And, th- oh, and of course, this is the version you've never seen. Uh, oh, so the. Uh, <laughs> The spider walk? Yeah. Which is oh, funny. So that that's, that's the only version that they let you show. And I'm like, will you just get rid of the secondary title? For 23 years, you've been doing the version <laughs> you've never seen on every bit of marketing. And it is like, I think it is a rights issue, actually. Sure. Um, but this is, uh, it is also a new 4K of it that they did for the Ooh, 50s. So you really get to see the Pazuzus in like the stained uh, yeah. the, the oven and shit. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Well, then, then on Monday, and this is what I'm going to be at because this is a film I only recently watched for the first time last year. Uh, Messiah of Evil. I want to see that. And did you watch? Did you Because I know we talked about it. Did you watch it because we talked about it? Possibly because I was very excited about this movie. Because well, Eric and I talked about it on our podcast like a year and a half. It was probably well. I caught it at Stray Cat. Okay. Well, I attempted to catch it at Stray Cat. My anxiety kicked in because Future Greg showed up. Oh, that was no. The- that was a woman in the lizard skin with the snake. With the lady. snake lady. Yeah, no, okay. Future Greg showed up and threw me out, kind of, sort of. But I'm so pissed that I didn't catch it in the theater. Because it's such a movie that would play well in a Now theater. you can. Yeah. Yes. And the writing duo behind it, uh, William Huyuk, Hook, and Gloria Katz. Do you know what they would go on later to write? I know this. I know. What, 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 what do we got in there, Adam? <laughs> Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Which, which they, also, they also directed, right? I th- Lucas directed that, didn't he? I think he just produced that no, one. I think right. that's their only other directing thing. Uh, then they did uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And the Last Crusade. Oh, and, wow. Okay. And, and I think that they did American Graffiti or American Graffiti 2, one of those. Two. They were tied into it. but this So one... they were Spielberg and, and, and Lucas' boys. boys yeah. Yeah. Well, they were a husband and wife at the time. They are no longer mar- – oh, I don't know if they're both live, but they separated uh, notably at some point. But this movie, great poster. And oh. I, I, I finally watched it a couple years ago, and I was like, I don't know. This movie is wild. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's artsy. 
but it's there should be a lot of pineapples in some of the houses, my friend. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I think this one you could kind of put up the beaded curtain potentially. Oh yeah, but it's also celebrating its fiftieth year mm-hmm. as well. Came out in seventy three. It is. Uh, I'm guessing that they saw like early Argento films sure. or like. It, or because there is like a giallo element to it that's like in the strangest way. Like it's like it's like they took the aesthetics of giallo films and deleted the there's a killer, but there's also still kind of a killer, but it's also zombies. Yep. So <laughs> it is like this like so they grab back and watch like it, yeah. Yeah, Jello's greatest hits. They like watch like Deep Red, and then they watch Dawn of the Dead or, or something. They're like a Jello salad. We... There's marshmallows and fruit. And... They they threw in the marshmallow. And yeah. you're like, Oh, does the marshmallow? But I will say this: it also featured a, a, a character actor. I don't know if she's a character actor. I think she's only been in two things. Lil Stevie Nicks, like just looks like a Lil Stevie Nicks. Hmm. Oh, I thought that was their name, uh, Lil Stevie Nicks. Lil- should be, but she's uh, great. In, she's involved in the theater yeah, scene. Yeah, it, it is quite cool, and this is a, a restoration from Agfa, so I'm, Ooh. I'm pretty excited Ooh. about it. It's going to play well. It's going to play well. And then the next night, on the third, a remake that we saw here in Theater One, definitely, in, uh, you know, a remake being device, divisive. This is a movie that I don't like. I don't, and I, so what? Hey, but this is how I program stuff. It's not all about me. No, because if anyone, you know, if you're going to be programming Suspiria. In Shocktober, mm-hmm. everyone assumes it's going to be the Argento version. Yes. But good on you for throwing in the Luca Guadagnino, you know. And I, the, was it 2018 when that came out? I liked it. I did not. You did not. So I'm glad that you guys are like, finally, in terms of like something more contemporary. Oh, no, but there's a contemporary movie coming up on the list that we're going to disagree on as well. So, well, I think people know that Suspiria is one of my all-timers, is, and yeah. and I've shown it a lot. I've I showed this when it came out. There are pieces of this movie I enjoy. There, yes, there is not a there is a version maybe even of this movie I would enjoy. This movie as it is is not a movie I like that much. Well, yeah. It's it's long. Yes, there's a lot to cut out. I would say. There, oh, yes, it's, it could I, be an hour ninety easy. And be it, I really dug bones and all. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. I like and that I, I think, like you said, there's stuff that he could cut from the the remake. But I also think that's what separates it from the original. And yeah. is its own yeah. creature. And it is its own creature. That's and I know true. that as fans. So, and and oh, I yeah. know people like really like it. And I'm, I know. And I also like the first one that. You know, it's an old movie. Some people do not like watching old movies, yeah, um, that's, and, that's, and this movie, you know, is I think I think it'll play pretty well. I'm wondering how many though are going to go in expecting the OG, and they're like, "Wait, what the hell?" It's not that's the on OG. The, that's egg on their face. You that's know, on yeah. Well, what's going to be a first time viewing for me on the fourth of October, and this is where we're leaning heavily into the found footage. And again, when we we're talking off mic, that is kind of one of your bread baskets of horror love. Genius, have you seen As Above, So Below? No, but I heard I would like it. Now, I used to be like very, oh, fuck all fallen footage. But like in the past, like maybe five years or so, I'm really coming around to it. Now, there's still a lot that I do not like. But I heard I would really like As Above, So Below. And that is, you've been championing this one mm-hmm. as well. So this, this year's, I would say every year has like, there's like a little subgenre that I'm like, you're getting a little bit more of this and everything else. Um, and this year you're getting a little bit more found footage and everything else. Um, and this one is, I've seen, I saw this in theaters. I've revisited it twice at home 
And both every time I watch it, I like it more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I liked it when I saw it originally, so it's only gotten gotten better for me. It was like a mixed mixed bag, I think, critically when it came out. This movie is cool as fuck, though. I think it's <laughs> I think it just came out towards the end of like there was nothing but found footage horror and people and I think critics and people were They're just tired. like burned it. Saturation. Yeah, yeah. Burned yeah. It. and and this one I think deserves to be reclaimed. Uh, it, it was exciting to see. I think most of the found footage, like, well, first of all, we had a lot of people suggesting. Every year I ask for suggestions. Yeah. A lot of people were hitting wanting found footage because it's it's kind of gone away now. Like, we don't get a lot. Of, we might get them on, like, Shutter or something, but we very rarely get get them theatrically now. Um, so I, that one was one that uh, people seem excited about. And then also, yeah, it's uh, next year will be its 10th year. It came out in 2014. Yeah, so I couldn't wait, unfortunately. Um, but uh, this movie is cool. It's about a, a group of people that pay um, a tour guide to go into uh, the uh, catacombs of France uh, in places that they shouldn't go. And this is a real thing you could do. And, like, people will take your money and take you to parts of the catacombs that nobody's been. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you – first of all – Pay money. I just that was Why would you pay money to go down into a crypt where people aren't supposed to go there? You're not supposed to go there for a reason. It's fucking haunted. You're gonna get cursed. I don't get it. It's like, oh, let's go to this haunted amusement park. Well, no, I actually might go. You to might go there, but so needless to say, you're not gonna have a lot of empathy for these characters. No, point, are you? Genius? No, let's go camping. Fuck off. <laughs> and I know I knew just enough of Eiffel Tower, catacombs, Paris. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. And I will be, all the ones that are going to be first timers, I will definitely be there. So yeah, anticipate me being out there on the 4th. Now then on the 5th, and this is another one. God. So recently I just watched for the first time uh, both Barbarella and Danger Diabolic. Those are horny movies. Very horny movies. Those are very horny movies. Also came out in the year of 1968. And 68 is kind of a banner year, just in genre, but especially in horror. What I was kind of shocked, actually. We weren't kicking off with Night of the Living Dead. That kind of threw me off. But another one from 68, uh, Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. which... Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's another one that I think, like, every... Well, we... I think it's been... It's been a couple years, I think, since we've shown it. Um, so it is like a... It's time to show it. You know, it's like, every two or three years, you got to throw it in there. Um, I don't think I did... I might have done it in 2020. When... when I know it. Maybe even like maybe post pandemic, possibly. I can't remember when. Or, when anyways, it's, it's been done recently, but that is just like a stone cold classic that like I don't think people watch at their homes, especially. I think if it's pre nineteen eighty, and that might be even eighty five now, people watching old films at home are just like not going to happen. Um, and you're talking like a, a fifty five year old movie. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. At that point, yeah. What's crazy though is kind of have an appreciation for like Ruth Gordon mm-hmm. and her body of work. And just the menace that this film exudes, the dread that you just can't help but feel, and just how the journey that Mia Farrow's character takes. It's unreal. It still plays so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then also, Hail Satan, you got naked old people. Hail Satan, the Cassavetes all running around being goofs. Which I'm pretty sure that was actually wasn't planned. They were just like, Jesus Christ, are they doing this? Film it. Okay. Cool. Let's see what's going on here. We can incorporate it into the film. We can do it. That was lunch break. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, yeah, the 1960s, another time. Another place. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that brings us to our first Friday Night Fright of Shocktober. And this one, Genius, is oh the one you were God, thinking about. Oh, my God. I am so excited for this. I cannot. Now, we both saw wait. this in the theater. Adam, by any chance, did you see From Dusk Till Dawn theatrically? I did not. In 90s. So was that a little too That's dumb okay. for that I one? That's okay. I saw it, for, I saw I, it yeah, enough it for both of us. 
That's right. That's right. Because we were talking about Scream back yeah. in '96. I would have. I did own the tape and yep. watch. So I watched it when I was th- like two or three years later. Oh, oh, dude, you were perfect age for that movie. Yeah. My God, that's I can, I'm kind of actually jealous now because I wasn't too old to see it theatrically for the first time, but that one just rings wonderfully. Oh, and man. I we were actually lucky enough. We did that as a uh, Monday mystery movie night over at Tapcade. I was, many, I was many trying many to remember. Ago. Have we? We've never done that as Friday Night Frights, right? No, no, no. No, no I would have been there with bells on. I love that movie. Okay, so we've we've never done that with Friday Night Frights. No, we must. I, it must have been like on a list a couple times because I was like, dang, did we just recently do this? So we've not. As far as you can recall, the only it's time I, I've ever shown it anywhere was that night, yep. mystery night. Yep. yep. Wow. So, to be able to see this one, with I must crowd, have had yeah. it on. A, because you you see you see my working lists, it goes like I'm. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be on. And then like right before oh. I finish the month, I'm like, nope, it's off. Oh, many times I have to go back to that list because yeah. I'm putting stuff together for the show. I'm like, wait, wait, now, now what are we watching? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh by the way, it should be noted, I am programming all the trailers and pre-show stuff for all of Shocktober. So if it's a repertory screening, it's gonna have the vintage stuff to ideally get you in the mood. But you don't have to really be in the mood for From Dust Till Dawn. Mm, I can't wait. I. I'm excited. I yeah. really, really am. I. <laughs> it's a good. It's a remaster of it too, which I was surprised that they had because I think that's what I think. Maybe I had went to book it because I think we had talked about it. At some it was. Point. It was on the notes at one point. And I think that. Uh, I think that there was a remaster coming. So and oh, it cool. is this now, which I don't know if it exists on physical media, but we I'm, will be seeing a remaster. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. And pre- prepare for the material to be a little blue yeah, it's with gonna, one genius McGee. Well, I mean, come on. It's 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 from Dust Till Dawn. Well, then, and going into Saturday night then, uh, my goodness, and talk about traditions at this point. You were kind enough nine years ago to allow us to host what we called a marathon. Mm-hmm. And back when we were doing Nerds and Nostalgia, a little thing called Nerdoween. And nine years later... We're going to be celebrating Nerdoween 9. It's yet, Kinders. It's yet. Grab your frows. Grab your frow lines. Come on down to Screenland Armor and watch us smash the drag all night long. It's yet, Kinders. It's yet. Two more weeks, and it's just going to count. Actually, just one more week, actually. One more week. Oh, my God. It's going to go too fast. But thank you for this. Offering three... Films of Nazis getting just thrashed. Yes. And again, one's going to be a first time viewing for me. Two we're going in really excited for. I'm very much like, and we're in theater one now, which is even better. Which is dope. Because we, we, last time we were in theater one, because this is actually our fourth year now at Armor. Year one, we actually did, it was our sixth one we did in theater one. Then the last two were in theater two. Mm-hmm. And then enough of you finally came out. Yeah, we're in, th- we're in theater one. So I hope to see a packed crowd. Yes. Fill this place up. Now that being said, if uh, kicking Nazi butt is not your thing, then outdoors we do have indeed the first outdoor screening, and that is Young Frankenstein. But the, the but the German mad doctor. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I that's love this movie. It's so funny. It's just like ridiculously funny. And I remember not even watching this way younger than I should, but not getting a lot nope. of the jokes. Nope. But enjoying the physical pratfall and the yep. jokes that I do got. Like yep. when it is when he's doing it with Gene Hackman and he lights his like nose on fire fingers on fire and pours the soup in his pan. Hilarious. Hilarious. Mel Brooks knows comedy. Next it's, a per- it's a perfect movie. It's one I it's- didn't watch till very late. Very recently. Oh no way. That's right. That's um, even better though. 
Yeah, and I, I it's, yeah, this holds up fully, and it's a it's a great movie. Frau Blucher, <laughs> with much respect to, uh, I think it's I, I, a lot of people think it's Mel Brooks' best movie. I think it's because it's a spoof movie that really truly loves, loves. the original films. That's the thing. I love Spaceballs, but you can tell his heart's not in it. Yeah. Well, and it's a great movie for a different reason. It's like it's more, more of like a fuck these movies that that one is. This is more like there's a lot of reverence to it, to and like it. it is like a it fits next to it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. And again, part of kind of your gateway series here. Now that being said, then on October 8th and October 9th, truly a gateway film and one actually I've seen before, and it was scary for me because I watched it with my then nephew, uh, Coraline. Oh yeah, Coraline's rad. Holy Coraline is rad. Coraline goes hard. Yeah, it does. I wasn't anticipating the yeah. level of like kinder trauma. Because if it was live action, it would be hard R. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it would be hard R <laughs> if it was live action. And, it, and it, it's talking about a movie that just like continues to build momentum and steam. Like all of my younger staff. Fucking love Coraline. I mean, it's like all timer for them. And I'm like, wow, when did you watch this movie? This movie is because that is that movie 15. I think it's 15 years old. Because I, I was a full on adult when I saw that movie. Because I um, maybe saw about eight, eight years ago or so, and maybe nine, ten. That, but that shows just what a true gateway horror film it yeah. is, though. And especially, and it works good. so well for adults. Mm-hmm. And oh. I, I would say that movie is not for anybody probably under ten because no, it is very yeah, menacing and it's, very and it, scary. It's heavy too. It is. Yeah, it's really heavy. Is. Yeah, it's very heavy. Well, and that's dark. what I appreciate though that you actually have like that kind of heady material that that does. Entertain with both a younger crowd and an older crowd, and that goes to the strength of horror too. Yeah, yeah. that I can horror actually that really do well. that. Deal with heavy subjects for a younger crowd. Oh, and then actually, and this is what I'm really excited for because I don't know if you've ever had anime involved in Shocktober before. Oh, no, we had it, we had this same movie last year. Was but it, it well, sold out, and we couldn't do anything about it because Perfect Blue's the shit. October 10th, <laughs> Perfect Blue, and apparently yes, and you've been telling me this. You've been telling me that everyone. Has been telling me I have to see Perfect Dude, Blue. Perfect Blue is a violent cartoon version of Black Swan. It's the movie Black yeah. Swan wanted to be. Yeah. Okay. But that's all you need to say to sell it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Animation's cool as hell too. Yeah. It's it's proper good, dude. I, I'm trying to remember if that's on a Tuesday. Hey, what a fucking wild three days this is. Sometimes I like do it. And I'm like, I guess that's just how it's gonna be. You well, Coraline, Perfect Blue, and then House or Houseu. Rolling into Houseu <laughs> on the 11th, and you talk about now the fifth year basically involved, or at least that I many. So. You know, it could Four almost be an evolution years. if you think about it, because you start out with a kid-friendly horror animated, then you go into the Little Japanese bit. animated yeah. with adult, and then you go into the full-on adult live-action. Which looks, might looks as well like be cartoon. animated because yeah, it's mind trip. Yeah, full mind trip. That's and that's one we were just talking about. We've been re- banking some episodes, but my goodness, it's fun to watch with a first time crowd, the peripheral viewing because of the level of Matt Capri, but also the genuine ingenuity of the in camera special effects. Yeah. And a lot of people also call it like the next generation's critique of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Hmm. Kind of like what Godzilla was. Like there are, there are dissertations written on yeah. how Sue. I mean, it's a capital of film. It's a criterion. It's a like, criterion collection. So, so yeah. you, but it's one of those movies where you can look at it where it's a very thought-provoking film about Nagasaki and like a lot of other theme, dark themes. But you can look at it like, it's fucking weird that cat's picture's vomiting blood. <laughs> yeah, That piano's eating people. It is a psychedelic mind trip of a movie too. And I think that's how most people... I'm like, guys, I know people can go deep on that movie, but I've always per- perceived it as a psychedelic mind trip of a movie that's like... Does this even make sense? Is this live action cartoon? What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I've always looked at it as a live action cartoon, yeah, and I yeah. went with nothing but fun. You know, so like, like same, I didn't look at it as the academic stuff. thing. You know, because and you could, you could, but like for my enjoyment level, 
cartoons, baby. You know, yeah. make it weird and wild and turn people into bananas. <laughs> exactly. Well, getting wild and weird a little bit on October 12th, uh, Genius you Hey, know, what about this back-to-back nights? Oh, yeah, you're not kidding, right? Friday and Saturday. What comes before Part B? Oh, Part A! I can't <laughs> wait! 1985 gave us not only Day of the Dead, which is one of the more dour films, but Return of the Living Dead, which is also one of the more dour films, but you'll have so much fun. Is that a Friday Night Fright? It is not. That's on a Thursday. That is on a Thursday. So come out and party. Now that... The, There's a reason it's not on a Friday night. Friday. That, that's on the that's a Thursday the twelfth, genius. Oh, that's right. So you're gonna have to party on a Thursday. Do the chasing. <laughs> uh, and hey, so a lot of these, I look at the list and I'm like, it takes me a little bit to look away from it. And then like like next year, whenever I look back at this shit lineup, I'll be like, wow, I was playing some wild fucking shit. But when I'm making it, I'm like, oh, this seems too popular. <laughs> Already we're having the program with the populace. Like I'm at twelve days in, and I'm like. Uh, no, no, this no. feels pretty popular, but then, but then I'm like, I don't know. Return of the Living Dead is kind of a deep cut. Well, and that's one compared t- to like a lot of movies. It's just for like people like us who like these movies are always around us. Sure, like that movie just feels like it's like upper echelon. Like it's, it, but it, but it, but it's it's probably a blind spot. I would guess in quite the amount of people's. I mean, it's a film fucking amazing I, film. Yeah, I hope it I is because love it's that movie. Proper, I, hope it, I hope it fill. I hope the theater fills out. It pro. It's proper funny, proper dreadful. It's wonderful. It's got horror and existential dread. Yeah, both. Oh. Yeah, and, and James cool, Cameron's performance and cool outfits and cool. Oh yeah, really good outfits and yeah. cool lack of outfits. Right. So why we couldn't play that on Friday and Friday? It's because there is a Friday the Thirteenth this year. And playing as we said, probably our favorite. Depending on the day, yeah. you're funny regardless, just because of kind of the funny factor. What yeah. does part six line up for you, kind of with your overall ranking of a franchise? I, I, I feel like I've said this before on your guys' podcast, but I, every time I revisit Friday the 13th films, all all of them get better. And they're like, I think it's like when I was younger, I was a real big Freddy guy, and then I became like a, a Michael guy, and then like Jason was my last dude. <laughs> and as an adult, I would watch them, and I was like, I would say in my 20s, I was like, yeah, these movies are just okay. And then in my 30s, I was like, oh, no. Young Adam, you were incorrect. The Friday the 13th movies are the best series. Um, so I think, yes, there's still like a turd or two in there. But like even the turds are, are favorite, much though. better, right. always someone's favorite. Are much yeah. better than, than the really bad films eh. that are a little bit more – that there's more of in both Nightmare and Halloween. Um, <clears throat> and I so I, I, I like six. I really like four. Yeah. I really like three. Cool. No, I, <laughs> I really, I used to hate three. And I think that's why I like it more. But I, I would say four, six, Jason goes, Hello, Space. Jason X. Yeah, and, yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. And then uh, probably uh, as five, the... Uh, That's Roy. Roy. Yeah, five. Yeah. Five's five. five so, so yeah, probably five goes four, six, five, or X. Those are like in my top four. And what's funny is I asked And I that. like one and two. Mm-hmm. But I've seen also those, are, you know, they kind of are hurt by the amount of times I've seen them. Sure. Yeah. So I like them, but it's like if I'm going to watch them, I'll watch them both. They gotta be together. But I guarantee you, though, if I ask you the same question tomorrow, both of you, it, it might change. Just yeah. That's I think six is always kicking on. Six and four are always in the top five. It's yeah, six, four, two. two, four, six. Yep. 
And I'll go to bat for space, and I'll go to bat for the remake. And, and going to hell as well. Oh, yeah, re- remake, quite good, quite mm-hmm. good. But then on Saturday, another thing that is an annual tradition, uh, this year's Carpenter Fest, taking in some of the, the greats. And we've got The Fog, The Thing, and Christine. And I've got to enter me, empty my me bladder. Uh, yeah, so this, this is the first time in couple years we brought it back to Shocktober. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we did we did the Apocalypse trilogy but I yeah. don't think that was in October. No, I, mean, I think it was in like August. August. Yeah, because it's been in August for a while. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think since the first Shock, uh, first Carpenter Fest have we done it in October again. I think so. I th- and that was, uh, that was Tapcade. That was like eight, eight years ago. Yeah. I think. Seven or eight years. Um, so it was time. It was it was it was time for it to come back. It's the 40th anniversary of Christine. Mm-hmm. There's 4Ks of all of them. We nice. haven't done the fog in a while. No, it's been a minute since the fog, man. The fog, and especially at this time of year, yeah, the fog is one of those underappreciated Carpenter jams because it's just so atmospheric and good. And it's like that's a movie that like, uh, sure, it's not. It's no Halloween. It's no the thing. It's no big trouble. But uh, but it's man, still, the fog is up there. It's still though. real damn the good. The fog is up there. Like in this lineup, okay, everyone's favorite's probably the thing. But also Christine. I I came to Christine pretty late, like as an adult, and I was like, fuck, this movie rules. Christine does rule, and I think, like you said, I think movies like The Fog and Christine. Well, The Fog's kind of scary though. Yeah, but they get like not swept under the rug, but they get overshadowed by the bigger Carpenter hits like The Thing, like uh, Big Trouble, Halloween, yeah, you know? Me. Yeah, all those. So, like, but if you, like, blow the dust off those and move those aside, you'll see some great gems. And, like, even ones that people are dismissing, like, Mount Baldy would be quite don't pissed yeah, don't, if yeah, I don't mention... Oh, I got the message when I put the lineup out. <laughs> I And I, I agree! Gotta give some love for vampires and Ghost of fucking Mars. I, <laughs> Ghost of Mars is the shit, dude. Uh, uh, I told him. I, I said uh, I will. I will never do those as Carpenter Fest. I don't. Th- well, no, they will play as Carpenter Fest, but I don't know if they. I can't play them together. I, I would have to put Carpenter Fest in a smaller theater. I Come think. on, You'll program to- it for one person or two people. Come on, <laughs> come on, Adam. I was really close to the vampires, though. I think not. It was uh, last year. I think vampires was very. We close. did it as a Friday Night Fright. Yeah. So oh, we did play, show it. It we played did. well too. We did. Yeah, yeah. People like vampires. Yeah, they, yeah, they love it. Uh, they love it. Yeah. Anyways, that and then that night we also have outside. Is that uh, Nightmare? Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. Yes. I yeah. saw that in the theater and I loved it. Still, I thought it was great. Thirtieth anniversary of that and the other one out the next week. That's unreal. Well, and that's a lot cool. of anniversaries this year. No, that's perfect because then on the fifteenth, uh, celebrating its sixtieth anniversary, yeah. and one I came to late in the game, and I'm glad I saw it actually. Uh, the Haunting, the OG. You talk about another movie that Sam Raimi no doubt loves. Oh, yeah. My goodness, there were moments in that movie I'm like, yep, that's where Sam's doing that. That's where he's taking care yeah. of that. It still holds up to me. And you watch that day. movie, you're like, how the fuck did they make this? That's just it. <laughs> yeah. That long ago. Yeah. With all the tricks and stuff. I mean, that's when they talk about the true Hollywood magic. It's all those old movies are true Hollywood magic. I, yeah. I'm really looking forward. And that one plays so much better on the big screen, especially with good sound. Yeah. It's a loud movie, too, because there's banging and... Booming it's, and mm-hmm. it's it's a proper old fashioned haunted house film, and what is also kind of a proper old fashioned haunted house film that is definitely very divisive, and in fact, the mere mention of his name actually inspires a lot of vitriol. Well, they can't all be winners in October now, can they? <laughs> but on October sixteenth, 
Come on out for Ari Aster's Hereditary. Yeah. Keep your head in the car, though. Oh, God. This post rules. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I saw it here. I did, too. I enjoyed it here. I did not. <laughs> he did not. And thus began this adversarial relationship, not with the filmmaker himself. No. Well, but more of, I think, the fan. The fan base. Yeah. The fan base. And I do have beef with the filmmaker myself, but, like, that's a personal issue. He knows what he did. I think that the, the people watching this film uh, will probably also come to Suspiria 2018. Yeah. Well, are those I, both 2018 movies? They are, aren't yeah, they? they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. Interesting. So I was angry that whole goddamn six year. year. Six year. Six, six year. Yep. No, five year. Fifth anniversary. We don't do a lot of math on this yeah. on this podcast. I was angry that whole year. I'm gonna make a post. Came out. I'm gonna actually make a post. Big. Come on out for the fifth. When I post about Hereditary, this is for you guys. You can see the post, and you'll see me say the fifth anniversary of Hereditary, which to me is so minimal but funny. To, so it's, it's funny to like put anything of note. But oh, five year though. Hey, but that night, if you, if if that's not your bag, oh, and that's especially if you are maybe of a younger age. Uh, the Are You Afraid of the Dark Marathon put on by our friends at Forever Bogus. Well, you're well, compared to me and you, Greg. I think that's been going. That, I think that's nine years strong too, because I think that started the same year you guys. Absolutely, started. it did. Yeah. No, that's no, that's and just that, it. No, I'm, that's I. That's because people thirty and under like that show. That's just it. I'm not familiar with it, and therefore because it's, it's past our time. Yeah, but that's to be said. Not only does it have an audience, it it's has a rabid audience, mm-hmm. and I'm and I know they put together as many like pre-show goodies that we do i think even more so there's a lot of love that goes into those particular marathons so make sure to check that out now on the 17th and this is going to be a first timer for me and i'm really excited for this one because it's international and it anytime we go to japan ooh, sometimes it's weird ooh, sometimes it's wild uh-huh it's definitely been remade and it has been remade okay have you seen the og pulse yes oh yes oh okay uh, uh kirios oh dude pulse is rad Okay. Pulse is slick. Okay. I'm getting two head nods on this side. Dude, Pulse is Pulse is tight because I because I I was going through a big J horror phase when like the first J horror boom came out and we started getting all these cool things like blockbuster stuff and I was like sure. What's Pulse and I'm like <laughs> rad. So no Pulse, and check it out. I assume the remake is but but it has to do with like the internet, right? And maybe a haunted internet, possibly <sighs> something along that, maybe. There's a As weird. Jason? There's a weird sound. Okay. Yeah. It, that's. Yeah. That okay. I'll start with that. There's that's, a. There's a. There's something weird. There's something. There's something electric in the air. Tell me no more. The the I'm blind. I'm going in. I'll love it. Now coming back, and this is nice to see on the 18th. You and Blair are gonna be bringing back horror roulette. Wheel baby. Sweet. And, uh, and all these films will yeah. be found footage. And I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying I, I heard say, the lineup. I do not think any one of those movies has ever played here. I'm pretty sure most of them, except for possibly one, will be a first-time viewing for me. So I'm excited regardless. I, I, I would say they haven't played, played... I would say in that lineup, ooh, very few have played in many theaters. There's oh. good representation. And now those are that aren't familiar with Horror Roulette, what do you guys do on that night? Um, so we were going to bring... We'll bring in five titles... We'll have a, a roulette wheel. We'll spin. So somebody from the audience will answer a trivia question, and then we'll spin it, and whatever it lands on is what we play. So we don't know what we're going to play. It's it's a mystery only. Uh, well, the titles won't be. We'll, we'll reveal all of them while we put them on there. Uh, but the, we always have a theme. Well, generally always have a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is found footage movies that we've never shown. Uh, and there's a, there's nothing but good ones in this. And and I okay, there's sometimes it's hard. To, sometimes a movie doesn't have U.S. 
rights, so you can't mm-hmm. book it. Sometimes, uh, sometimes no one knows where they are. Sometimes uh, there's a number of reasons why some things go un- unshown here officially. Sure. Um, and in this case, it is all these movies are interesting right situations. Ooh, um, saucy uh, horror roulette spinning. Uh, I like but, that. But there are nothing but scary ones. There's no silly ones in this. Uh, found footage, I don't think, lends itself too much to the silly. But what does send, lend itself to the silly, possibly... <laughs> the next night, if you need to cheer yourself up. The 19th, the movie, Oh, Genius McGee. I know you won't be for this one. Uh, 1981's Possession. <laughs> it's date, ni- say, date night at the screen lane. Oh, Almost. And, Almost. And... Just looking forward to next week's episode, let's just say we talked about Possession. Your little bit made me laugh. I went back to that one. Let's just say a little John Waters action in Possession. It is! Would change the movie altogether. It's so, so campy. It's so... I love this movie. So campy. I know it's campy, but I love the camp factor of it. I love the performances. I love how they lean into it. Give me more of it. I will be there on that night. But then, on the 20th, our latest Friday Night Fright is probably my favorite film of the 1980s. Like I said... I know you're excited for this one. 1985's Fright Night. For real. So cool. Uh, I legit love... I know, you know, the remake was initially on the lineup, Until, possibly. And then, and then I found out it's a company we can't book movies through right now. That's fair. That's fair. Which, the remake itself, not bad. Pretty good, actually. I, re- yeah. I rewatched it just to just to double check that it was worth like getting upset getting over, and I would say it was pretty good. But honestly, having the I was OG impressed. I was is... impressed and surprised on how good it was. Actually. Yeah. Oh, and given how much I love the OG, mm-hmm. I really dug it. But yeah, the one from '85, top-notch special effects from Steve Johnson, and probably a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> Wonderful performances from everyone involved. I think it's one of the perfect films from 1980. And then, okay, so this is the part of the list where the where the ten days up. This is what I like to call, like starting here with Fright Night, the bangers. <laughs> Going forward, there's well, pretty then, much bangers. Here. On Saturday the 21st, and this is another one, when you think of vampire films from the 1980s, this is probably the first one you think of. Are we going to get greased up? We're going we're gonna to believe, genius. Uh, 1987's The Lost Boys. That's a great movie. It's You forget how good it is because I always just, I know it so well. Yeah. I don't seek it out as often. Right. So to be able to see it on the big screen, really, really looking forward to that. But then also, though, Outdoors that night is one I came to not within two years ago. The 30th it for anniversary. The first time. 30th anniversary. Got to host an outdoor screening of it probably last year. And I was so excited. Hocus Pocus. Hocus that Pocus. That movie is proper good. Isn't it? It's, Isn't it really good? It's yeah. so good. It exceeded every expectation I had. Haven't watched the sequel. I heard big yeah, things. Yeah, based on Uriel's reactions, I that's probably why I've avoided it. Yeah, it's not. Listen, I think if you were watching it as like a, a so here's the, I think there's a difference. The first movie is written by our friend McGarris. Yes, and it's made by people who really like horror films. I think the new one is. 30 years later, and it's being put through the Disney factory, and there's a lot of profits to be had. Cash grab. I don't know if it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a movie made honestly, like the first one. And I think you get... Um, uh. But I think if you were under 10 or 12, and you watch the first one and like it, you're going to like the second That's one. Fair. That's I fair. think if you are over probably 20, and you're going to be a little bit like, oh. <laughs> and that is fair. Yeah. There's something that makes sense. Yeah. That makes... 
perfect sense. So come out and check out and enjoy the OG 30th anniversary. Well, then on the 22nd, and this one, this day I'm really looking forward to. In fact, I know this is probably the one that will sell out really quickly. It's a um, wild day. Mad, I don't know, this Mon- the- Mad Monster Party, yeah. which anytime you get Rankin and Bass right? and a theatrical screening of this, I can't imagine how this is going to play. That's going to be nuts. It's going to be wild. And that kind of like animation and art definitely will probably play to a particular crowd, i.e., older. Uh, I don't but know. I'd, I'd like to think that kids we might dig it for the I mean, next I mean, generation. They, they can dig it. it for sure. Yeah. Will they come? Will this is a wild card movie that, because people are like see it and they're like, is that like Frosty the Snowman? Uh, it's like, well, <laughs> the same cokeheads did it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I don't know if it rivals Steve Johnson, but that's pretty impressive. And then, your universal double feature happening on that day. Sweet. The Invisible Man and The Mummy, which I only caught The Invisible Man for the first time last year, which was wonderful. Real good. Good old Claude Rains. He's next level manic in yeah. that. I didn't realize how manic he is, but I've never seen The Mummy. The Mummy's good with Boris Karloff. It's a slow burn, yeah. which a lot of the universal horrors well, it's probably are. It's only 54 but, minutes. Right, anyway. it's only 54 minutes, but <laughs> it's engaging, yeah. and you're just like, oh, again, that's what I think I like a lot. Of like I like a lot about these universal ones is they're played sympathetic. Yeah, right? you know, and even the the mummy is like, well, I I'm awake, might as well get revenge on who woke me up. <laughs> and in fairness, you I can understand where the mummy's coming from. Yeah, if uh, when people wake me up. I'm gonna give me some revenge, depending on how much sleep I need. Is how much revenge you gonna get? However, though, you do have a different kind of relationship with cats. It should be been. been That's known. true. That's very. True. That's true. <laughs> well, then on the 23rd, another film that I'm I guarantee is gonna bring on a crowd because it was this one was actually fun to see people react to when we were in Atumwa, and we actually asked a question concerning this one. But the craft is just almost like a perfect 90s mm-hmm. teen gateway horror film that I think just gets better every year. Well, because of the 90s, especially at that time, a not not a lot of horror movies were catering to the female demographics. And you have this movie yeah. that's a big popular big budget multiple theaters studio Hollywood movie with like four hot up and coming young starlets, a movie for girls by girls about horror shit and they're like, "Oh, cool, something for us." But then when the guys went and they yep. realized, oh shit, this it's is a good, good movie. movie. Yep. Kind of like Bring It On. You don't expect <laughs> a movie about cheerleaders to have this mass appeal, yet like here we are. We don't expect a movie about fourteen witches to be so fucking good. It really is. They are the weirdos, Mister. I saw that in the theater. Yep. And then actually, then on the twenty fourth, uh, playing repeats, uh, the Lost Boys and the Craft. But then on the twenty fifth, and this one I know you especially added. We're super excited because. Staying in the found footage realm, but also one that, as you mentioned, not a lot of love heaped upon it. And I only watched it for the first time a few years ago. Hell House LLC. Not yet. I haven't seen it. it. Not yet. Yet is the key word. It is. I was thrilled uh, when, when I found the, the rights to this movie, uh, courtesy of Sam from Shudder. Um, I, I cannot imagine watching this movie in the theater. I think this movie is low-key one of the scariest movies I've seen in like the last 10 years. Okay. I, maybe it's because I, listen, I, I put it off for a long time because I was like, that title is a bad title. I was like, that sounds corny as fuck. The poster's like, poster's actually okay. But I was like, I don't know. It doesn't sound good to me. 
And then I fucking watched it finally, and I was like, oh, fuck. Is this like, oh, shit. This movie is like actually scary. This movie is like not joking around being super scary. Uh, so I don't know if it was my expectations of just like, I'm about to watch a bad movie or <laughs> or what. But I will say like, uh, Ashley and I watched together, and she was like, this movie is scary as fuck. Uh, so I think it was really scary. Uh, and I've heard I, I, the response was strong specifically about that title. So I, I'm very excited that the, to show it theatrically. I don't think it's played in many theaters. That's just it. I'm really so anxious to see yeah. it theatrically. I think it'll change the way I saw it initially. I do, do not, however, think any, any of the sequels are very uh, notable. Really? And that's getting a new one, yeah. isn't it? Okay. It's a franchise now. Yeah, what I think crazy. there's five now. <laughs> five, good Lord. Yeah. Well, This new one will be the fifth one. Small budget, easy to make, that makes sense. But on the 26th, and this is where I'm glad, going back, way back into the German Expressionist area, black and white, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I only recently saw that for the first time with the uh, Invincible Czars doing a score behind it. And it's... It's a trip. It's striking. Isn't it? It, it holds up. You see... And what I love with those old films is where you, you see where all the stuff you love, where they were pulling from, and you realize just how influential it was. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that one pulls out a good crowd. That is on a Thursday. And then on... Friday the 27th, our last Friday Night Fright that's closing out Shocktober. You, Adam, you guested on a commentary track over on Patreon with this one from 1996, Wes Craven's Scream. Ooh. Hey, we haven't... This it, is another one I'm like, oh, I show that all the time. I don't think we've shown Scream 1 not since 2000. It was a Friday Night Fright. It was one of the first Friday Night Frights. Oh, really? I think okay. within the first Like 2020? 2019? 20, it's been three years. Okay. It's been three years. So I was going to say, it's been... So we haven't done it with a proper amount of audience oh, availability. No, it, we really haven't. Because I was like, well... I. It's a movie that I've seen infinitely. This talk about a movie that's like, for me, like Halloween, I could watch this movie. If you're like, hey, Scream's playing tonight, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go watch it. <laughs> uh, this movie is... Uh, again, because so, it's forever in my mind is why I think we've played it uh, either forever ago or yesterday. Yeah. Um, this movie, I think, especially even though we've had sequels, and this kind of is is like beneficial to the OGs, I think, is people see those and they're like, you know, I've never seen Scream in the theaters, the first yeah. one. And a lot oh, of people yeah. probably haven't. Again, this movie's getting kind of old now. Yeah. It's uh, 27 years old. Well, and as you mentioned it, there's that whole generation now yeah, that I mean, has grown up with these new years, ones. I mean, I never saw it in the theater until I owned a theater. But I haven't seen it in a long time in yeah. the theater, so I'm no. probably going to be there watching it. Uh, uh, it's also going to also be playing on the 30th as well. So that means uh, regardless of which screening you're going to come to, you're going to see the uh, death murder by phone trailer, which, <laughs> by the way, is a legit proper flick. Uh, but then on Saturday, a first-timer for me. I'm excited for this one because I, le- I legit like Nicole Kidman. In fact, I just watched BMX Bandits for the first time. This is it Magic? <laughs> Brian Trenchard Smith in that one, he directed it. Oh, it's really? really good. Yeah, it's legit good. But I've never seen The Others. Oh, The Others is tight. Is it? It's good. It's a little I, good. It's a good little ghost story. It's Okay, good. And that's what I'm I like the I'm twist. I like the twist too. When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and I didn't necessarily know there was a twist. It's good to know there is a twist coming up, but then on the outdoors, the Ernest Scared uh, Stupid. Oh, uh, the others is a brand, brand, brand new. It just premiered, or it's going to premiere this week in New York. Remaster. Oh, really? Four oh, K remaster from the original native with the director did it all, and so it should look and sound incredible. And that's another movie that's like, it's fun to watch twice. 
Okay. Then you, yeah, because you're like... And you were mentioning about one of the possible films on horror roulette, yeah. which I'm looking forward to that because that's one I know by reputation. Yeah. I know it is. I will also yeah. say if you're a fan of Mike Flanagan's, I think Mike Flanagan really likes the others. Oh, yes. okay. That makes sense. But especially not he, the So others, much so that he's remade it. Yeah, he's copied their style numerous times, yeah. but well, except no substitutes. That's yeah, man. That's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Then, outdoors. Uh, Ernest scared stupid. We talked about it earlier. Love Ernest scared stupid. Bring your finest. Was it Malk? Malk. 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 I legit. Yeah, that Bring one was a such snot a surprise. Rag, Cause it's slimy. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a uh, Al and uh, yeah. Jeff over from Davercast. Well, then on Sunday, and ooh, this one again going to be a first timer for me, and I'm glad. You're delving into Hammer. That Sweet. is such a huge gap in my well, filmography. We didn't have a Dracula movie in here. People are like, why did they do The Mummy and the Visible Man? It was because I'm going to bring Dracula later in the game. And a Dracula we've never shown before. So. The horror of Dracula. With Christopher Lee. <laughs> and Peter Cushing. Yes. Hello. I am the Prince of Darkness. Blah. Blah. <laughs> and I've never, I've never seen him as Dracula. Dracula. No. Sweet. So I'm so excited for that. And then also that day you can check out a repeat plane of the others. Mm-hmm. And then on October 30th, we've got the repeat of Scream. But then another film that I'm glad gets its due. And as you mentioned, the, the, the cult is growing. But Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, man. Talk about three uh, bangers for the last couple of days. So you, right. you got Scream and Halloween 3 as a double feature you could do. Yeah, you could do that as a double feature. Mm-hmm. And then the next. And on Halloween. So let's celebrate it. Uh, a double feature of Michael Doherty's Trick or Treat uh-huh. and John Carpenter's Halloween. My Halloween, my personal that Halloween is your rotation. Double feature, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it doesn't get quite. And you can do both because I play them both back to back. So you can do either way. Or if you're hanging out candy, you can't make one. That they both play late shows uh, at like oh, 9.30 or something. Oh, they are. And they're okay. both short movies. So yeah. it's not that late of a night. I think you're done at 11 or something. Um, oh. And I did that last year. I came and watched Trick or Treat. So this year, I'm going to watch Halloween. Well, the year before, I did Halloween. So this year will be. Halloween again. Nice. Um, I like that. So, uh, yeah, there, that's, that's a lot of movies in there, guys. That's, that's Shocktober. A great that's, there's a great movie. There's a couple more new ones that might get added to there that uh, that probably will be, like, popping up here and there. Okay, cool. You know. Let me know so I can provide stuff for it. Yeah, uh, so, but those are, uh, that's, that's, that's like, the bulk of the lineup. I mean, it is, it is a, especially when you get those last 10 days, you're like, fuck, man, can I just watch them all? Uh, and it's, and, like, a lot of those... You know, we we don't often do big bangers on Friday Frights. I try to do like every what do I tell you? I'm like every three or four. You get one. We got to throw, you know, or maybe five. We got to throw a big one into well, a bunch of new people. What's crazy mm-hmm. though is the ones you wouldn't think would draw people. No, draw never draw people. people. Yeah. Never makes it's sense. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get the finger it, on the pole. Society yeah. did great. Uh, yeah, society did huge. Yeah, it's never what you think, right? <laughs> it's never what you think. Like oh, Friday Thirteenth with red and blue glasses, fucking all the all oh, the people. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was well, that's to be said, man. Again, legitimately, thank you for letting us, you know, contribute to what I hope people see with Screenland as this legitimately lovely, fun place to come to watch horror. Totally legitimate real business. Yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> to separate it from yeah. what is also out there. And, you know, you, they have options, and we want them to enjoy Screenland because mm-hmm. if you're a horror fan, I mean, Shocktober's the month. And even looking it's at the, the cathedral. November, it is, it's the cathedral. It is our cathedral. 
and we're pretty serious about where we worship. So that's true. You know, it's appreciated. Well, thank you guys for everything you do. Ah, because you do quite a bit. Hey, for not just for the theater, but for the whole horror community ah. abroad here. Ah. You're part of the. I think uh, big. If there's a if there's a jumbo, uh, gem, uh, what is it? Jenga tower. Yeah, you're on the top. Aww. You're up there. You're you're giving us the feels, and that you Aww. know what? That's perfect. So, but no, yeah. so, genuinely, you, sincerely, man. man, thank you. It's yeah. it's appreciated. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for this live. Going through it was like, it's pretty fun. There's actually no. That's it what is. Like, There's some hey, good shit. Can 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 we just tell people what the first Friday Friday's post post October is? Does, oh yeah. Does oh. Genius know what it is? Yes, he does, and it's one that I've already know a lumber like film family member Marie jumped on this one because we've gone to Palma before, yeah. which is good. Yeah. But this one, I. My favorite, that my is... absolute favorite, this movie, First Friday Night Fright in November. I think it might even be my birthday. What day is that? November 6th, I think. A couple yep. of days after my birthday. Yep. That that so, movie boy. is has no right to be as good <laughs> as it is. I was even talking to Mount Baldy. He goes, I normally don't like musicals or something like that, but that movie was really good. I'm like, because it's Phantom of the fucking Paradise. There you go. I am so excited. So excited. Save some room for beef. Mad beef. Mad Mad beef. beef. Yeah, that one's going to be a blast. I'm actually looking forward to putting together the Mm pre-show. Anticipate a lot of Paul Williams. Oh, yeah. A lot of Muppet action, possibly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of split diopter. Yes. As it is. is. But, yeah, always, as always, we're going to make the baby happen one day. Rights or not. Baby doesn't walk. Baby doesn't talk. Uh, but we're going to be talking a lot next week with our annual uh, marathon episode because uh, Nerdoween will be happening. And again, all the other stuff can ha- you can find at screenland.com. Uh, again, it's appreciated. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Shocktober.